Welcome to Liberty Station. I'm Bryce Eddy, and uh, today we are going to do part three of our Crimes Against Humanity Task Force, and I have my friend Dr. Judy Mikovits here with me. And uh, listen, I enjoyed yesterday, you know, we, we got to do a couple of episodes and, um, you know, talk to uh, your, um, you know, friends that are working on this. And for those of you that have not seen part one and part two, please go and watch those because I think they're significant. Um, what I love about what you guys are doing is you are essentially, you know, formulating the argument for what they're doing to us, and what will ultimately and hopefully be the way that we hold them accountable. And, you know, we've got some, you know, serious enemies right now. And um, what I want to do first, um, I know most people, or at least a lot of people in our audience know who you are, but I want to talk about where I first saw you, which is right at the early days of COVID-19 in our lockdown and all stuff. Here comes this video that goes viral of this woman sitting there quite amazingly and intelligently laying out, here's what they are doing, and here's the path that they're going down. At the time, it was like, oh, that makes sense, and oh my gosh, wow, this could this be real, right? Could this be right? Um, and then, now as time has gone by, all of the things that you said all of the things that you laid out have only become more clear. And some of the things that you said, okay, this is the path, you know, and, and you, you, oh, you just spelled it out, you know, it, it became um, quite evident that you knew what you were talking about. And, and you had that evidence, and, and you laid it out quite beautifully. Um, what they did to you, number one, was they did everything they could to suppress that video, to suppress the uh, pandemic um, uh, movie itself, the books, everything they've done to shut you down. And I know that years ago, as you stood up against the untruths and the lies and all of the things that were going on, they worked hard to discredit you at every turn. They um, arrested you without cause. They you know, did all kinds of things to beat the hell out of you. So in advance of what I think was the plan that they laid out, they could go, oh, yeah, her... We, you know, look at what, oh, she's a, she's a criminal. Look at all these sort of things. And what is impressed upon me in this, number one, is how clever these people are because they have had this game plan for so long. They've been going down this path for so long and they've been uh, destroying anyone who gets in their way, especially godly people who, you know, want to stand for the truth and want to stand for reality. So anyway... That was a long introduction, but welcome back, and thank you for spending this time with me. Thanks, Bryce. Yeah, I, I think only how arrogant they are. Yeah. And I think how, you know, and this is what, you know, my new friends, uh, Reiner and Patrick, I mean, when I saw Patrick, as I mentioned yesterday, I couldn't even sit in the chair, and that was only a couple of months ago when we first really met officially standing, talking to each other, and that's that's what... That, that's what is, is the glory of all of this. And I said, of course, it's scientism. It's not science. Yeah. It's, it's a cult where we're told to worship the God of, of pharmacopoeia, which we know from the Bible um, is, is a problem. And, yeah. and I, was, I was really struggling with, with the information because I wasn't able to communicate, and I haven't been able to communicate for 
almost 40 years really until Mickey Willis sat down in the three books because we've watched this progression of experimentation without liability and without appropriate informed consent of any kind on innocent populations who um, are some somehow um, whether it be the original HIV AIDS um, which is um, gays IV drug users and blacks and and see we we had solutions then um, we had simple solutions then and those were kept from the victims of the disease as the infection through injections with things like hepatitis B vaccine, um, spread the disease through the vulnerable population. So my biggest um, um, frustration in all of this, when I sat down with um, Pastor Rob um, a few weeks ago in the middle of it, I said, I need some help putting the cookies on the bottom shelf. Yeah. Um, because I miss, I'm, I'm somehow, how do I not communicate this well in these three books, in these three books, four books, the, the stories and, and literally a lifetime of evidence um, so that just the arrogance that they can yeah. be God, that they can lock up an innocent woman. I mean, I, I was watching Tucker Carlson last night and I, he was talking about political arrest. Yeah, yeah, I was really right here in Ventura County. I was arrested November eighteenth, um, two thousand eleven, without a warrant, yep. and this was shown in Plandemic and um, literally handcuffed and shackled at the feet and drug out in front of my neighbors with police cars surrounding my house and um, and taken to jail, held there while I was let's just say encouraged um, to either kill myself. Or, you know, they, they were torturing my husband on the other side, yeah. saying I'd done all this stuff. And he either find, you know, the evidence, and there really was none, and there was nothing to do, or, or, or they would destroy me or us. Well, it's because you're a threat to the Great Reset, which is, you know, kind of our, our uh, quickly becoming our show's theme. Um, and they wanted to remove that threat and discredit you in advance of all the things that they've done here, you know? Yeah. And, and look, you're... Um, part of the challenge of you know putting those cookies on the bottom shelf is you're brilliant. You know you you're a you know microbiologist. Um, you you have um, fifty plus amazing studies to your credit. You've got four books. All of these are dense. You know the audience will appreciate this. You handed me four or five thick books here, and you were like, "Hey, why don't you skim these tonight?" So when we talk tomorrow, you're prepared. <laughs> I did my best. Um, I, I read the introductions and a couple of things that you told me specifically to read, and you know, and thumb through what I could. But um, you know, my brain cannot contain what yours does. Um, but what I thought would be awesome for the audience is to take you through some of my thoughts and journey that I think the audience shares a lot with respect to some of your areas of expertise, vaccines, you know, being one of them, because um, we have been brought along over the years into this, um, you know, time in place where we are giving kids, um, you know, 70 vaccines in, you know, a couple of, you know, swoops. And when I was a kid, you know, we had a few, right? And when my dad, and I, I shared uh, this with you um, early on, my dad had polio, and my dad uh, is a paraplegic, walks on crutches, and now is uh, in a wheelchair because it's faster. Um, 
but his you know his whole life that's what he suffered from so i grew up going okay he was born in 1950 polio vaccine was you know created that year but it didn't get get around or get to him when he was 2 years old he contracted polio from an aunt who was sick and then you know um, now suffers those effects and so mm-hmm. i grew up thinking Hey, we eradicated polio, and you know, if if we had just been a little earlier, my dad would be walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've started to see what they have done and the games that they've played and all that stuff. I still, I'm starting to begin to understand the evil behind it and the motivation behind it. But even I don't totally like that picture. Is like you guys talked about in the other couple of episodes is it's a you know puzzle with 10,000 pieces and we're putting all these little pieces together and we're seeing that okay you know this is the path that they've been going down and so now I'm 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 not keen on vaccines whereas I used to think oh these nuts you know don't want their kids protected against things and you know thankfully we we did very few with our girls um we didn't go for the you know full boat of anything um and that was my wife's wisdom not mine at the time Right. But anyway, um, and that's yeah. And see, that's what Pastor Rob handed me this thing because I was talking about the scientific journals. Uh-huh. And see, what happened to me in 2011 is when after I was locked down, I was told to stay silent, or else they'd come back, and yeah. there was no reason to, for him to come the first time. So I I, I listened to Jesus. That's why I use James 1:19 to 22. Quick to listen, <laughs> slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I just sat and wrote these books with an attorney, Kentek and Lively. Um, and and so Rob gave me, and, and then the whole thing appeared as you're as I'm going through the whole story retrospectively now in the middle of this pandemic, which plague of corruption was completed in in the spring of 2019 when I first met Mickey Willis. So how did we know? Why does why does pandemic the movie and plague of corruption read like like prophecy like a book because rob gave me this said you know the origin of the species here's how literature and words words yeah let's put up that slide the the origin of the species by means of natural selection so we all think that's most of what we see in school the whole idea of evolution, and we heard yesterday about transhumanisms that, you know, now we're going to accelerate evolution because the one world order and the technocrats, um, as Patrick Wood t- taught us, um, are the ones who um, can um, evolve the species better than God. With the yeah. arrogance, we're better than God. And so we, you know, in all of these books, we have the detailed literature. But if you go back and you read the literature now, I, it was completely canceled. My publications were retracted. They're, the, the publications are put up in their stead, which aren't true. So I used They this, tried to erase you, is they what it was. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they really did a great job of erasing, which doesn't matter. But So it's just the idea of that with respect to vaccines. You know, we subject all our facts, like you just said with polio. We didn't eradicate polio with the vaccine. We eradicated polio with clean water, clean sanitation, um, getting um, horse feces and other animal feces out of the water, off our streets. And that's detailed in a book by Dr. Suzanne Humphreys called Dissolving Illusions. So we subject all facts to a prefabricated set of interpretations. We enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. So here we are in 2020 
and through 2022 with this pandemic um, and now many others following on um, and it'll never end unless unless we can find a way and I can find a way um, the rest of us here that's what we're doing on the crimes against humanity task force to have the conversations and, and break down those prefabricated notions if we can just have a conversation because we've just had the most marvelous new friendship of these three people that even with how difficult it is to explain we we get an awful lot of hate mail oh, of course because yeah. they don't want you to know this so you know this this paper i'm showing you right now is is a hundred year old who essential medicine and the reason i show it it is is to speak to the polio um question so you said we eradicated polio but in fact polio is caused the only polio in the world is caused by the vaccines um, yes. in 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 the 21st century we we really have to talk about now because the the vaccines of the 50s are not at all the vaccines since all liability was removed yes yeah, so pause so yeah so pause there for that because mm-hmm. I want to I want to revisit that but for those of you who are just listening on our podcast channel and aren't seeing the visuals which you know go to rumble if you if you want to see the visuals but what you you've got up here is American Society for Microbiology. Uh, the title of it's Antimicrobial Agents and Chemotherapy. Um, and yeah, so a uh, hundred years ago, um, it says a hundred years of, now how do you say that? Suramen. Um And uh, now with that, again, if you can, if you can yeah. go and, and take a look at this, but um, three, it says down at the bottom, three of the many biological activities of suramen support its potential use as a protective agent. The in- inhibition of thrombin, thrombin, thrombin. Thank you. I'm going to need a lot of help. That's the right. inhibition of, oh, you're going to have to say That's this one. That's right. Phospholipase. Lipases are fats. Okay. So, so thrombin is a, a, a part of a clotting cascade, a right. clotting of the blood. So we Now, what, I'm, what I'm seeing here in this is this, this has the capabilities of an antiparasitic, an antiviral, uh, you know, it can battle cancer and as an antidote, right? Because as this an, was used for sa- snake venom, correct? It, it can okay. be. And so the table from that paper shows you all the, vi- and this is 100 years, and this paper was published the 21st of February, 2020. Well, here we're, we're, we're told this is a pandemic um, and it's an emergency because there are no treatments. And I'm showing you table one. This is a treatment for parasitic infections, for river blindness, for a number of others, for hepatitis. We've heard about the kids with hepatitis from the, from the COVID shots, AIDS, HIV, herpes, um, uh, enterovirus 71. That's a polio strain. And the, the CDC, our Centers for Disease Control, said you can't call it polio. So they renamed polio to acute flaccid paralysis or acute flaccid myelitis because this different variant or strain of polio has emerged and, and is, is, um, is literally crippling children and people to this day coming from contaminated vaccines. And coming from the GMOs. So here we have Zika, Ebola. Think of the last um, of the, you know, these are crimes against Tony Fauci and the highest levels of the Center Disease Control and FDA because they're telling us there are no solutions. And here's a solution. This is pennies on the dollar. 
I've, I've said this on shows before, but but Anthony Fauci was familiar to me when he came out because I remember him as a boy. I would have been probably 15 or 16 years old when um, the AIDS epidemic was in the news and things were starting to really uh, bump up about that. And I had a uh, uncle um, in law who's a dentist, and and he uh, was you know talking about. Um, how, uh, you know, terrifying AIDS was. And it could be, you know, you could pick it up from a doorknob and, you know, all these sort of things that was being said by Anthony Fauci. And I remember, you know, his name and I remember what was going on. And this thing was being pumped up like crazy about how horrifying this is and we were all going to be in danger. And, you know, one in 10 heterosexual couples were going to have it and, you know, everything else, right? And, Fast forward to now, I'm listening to him say similar things about how horrific coronavirus and COVID-19 is going to be and, you know, all that, oh, we're going to be in such danger. And I'm thinking, wait a second, this guy was radically wrong then, Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to believe him now? Was he lying then? Was he, you know, I mean, what's the deal? And so I was immediately skeptical when they were trotting him out and he was saying things. And I got us kicked off of YouTube because I, I shared this story on, you know, one of our earlier episodes and I, you know, called him a fraud and you know all of a sudden boom our you know youtube we get put in youtube jail the next day Uh but but he was a fraud then and this is what what mickey willis taught me sitting down in 2019 he said yeah my brother died of azt and i said you mean aids and he said no i mean azt and and now i like to say and this is this is what i'm showing in the crimes against humanities task force how hiv testing evidence of infection is to um, AIDS as AZT as, as um, sorry, HIV is to AZT as to AIDS, as SARS-CoV-2 is to remdesivir, is to, um, is to uh, COVID. And neither HIV caused AIDS. That was my PhD thesis. I was 24 years old, June 6th, D-Day, 1983. I walked into Dr. Rossetti's lab and started isolating those viruses from people with disease. I'm in their face. You never wore a mask. You don't cripple your own immune system. I'm fine. Yeah, amen. And and so with the idea that that a person's immune system can't handle these things no matter where they came from, there's just no evidence of that, and that we're supposed to believe and be, it's it's the fear porn. So we're back, as you said a minute ago, back in this fear porn. And it's like, you know, I'm just this five foot four inch, you know, I'm a pretty good athlete, but, you know, I've isolated Ebola, I've isolated all of these things. And my whole thesis is our God-given natural immunity is all we need. And now we're being told that we have to worship another God, that of the cult of scientism with Tony Fauci as the high priest, or we in this country um, are not allowed to go to church, um, uh, function uh, or do anything. Yeah. And and they, you know, are working it out to where we're going to be on, um, you know, uh, pharma as a subscription you know, continuously throughout our entire lives. Um, and, and, you know, talk really quick because, um, you know, one of the things I read a book a, a couple of years ago, and, and um, uh, if the title comes to me, I'll, I'll announce it because I think it was cool, but it, it, it talked about um, stress in our life and the um, 
uh, the idea of hormesis, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, pushing against resistance is what makes us strong. Right. And that that works in every area of our life, you know, and I, I even, you know, kind of expanded that in my mind from, you know, not just our immune systems, but, you know, our muscles, mm -hmm. you know, we push against resistance. If it's too much, it could destroy us, right? But, but just enough all the time and you're getting stronger. So if we're wearing masks continuously all the time, especially in these little children, you know, who now, um, if they're not wearing the masks, you know, have uh, weakened immune systems and are getting sick, and then that further perpetuates, and I think it's part of the game, all of a sudden these kids are getting weak, and they're getting sick more often, and, you know, we're having kids being admitted to hospitals now for other things, mm -hmm you know, then we're giving them shots that, you know, weaken their bodies further and destroy their immune systems further. I mean, that, that's frightening to me how this has kind of been engineered. Right. And, and that's why I brought you this book on the great influenza by John M. Barry, because it's actually the mass driving the disease. Our God didn't make us yeah. with a flap over our face. We breathe oxygen. Yeah. So this is what, <laughs> one of those times when I succeeded at putting the cookies on the bottom shelf, I told Pastor Rob, we're not plants. Right. We don't do photosynthesis. Right. We breathe in 0.4%, 0.4% CO2, and we breathe out 100 times more, 4%. And if you wear that mask in only two breaths, and everybody around the world did it, you put a little meter in there, and you're at toxic levels that OSHA, the federal government safety standards for entering a room, for entering a, a coal mine, if you're anywhere where the levels exceed that in only two breaths, we breathe in 21.9% oxygen and breathe out 16. Where does the 5% go? To fuel the energy, to do that exercise, to go to the gym, yeah. to run the brain, to run every process in our body with oxygen. And, and, we, yeah. and we're hurting these kids because in this case, we drove the great influenza, which was the 1918 flu. And yes, agreeably, our, uh, uh, a deadly pandemic strain of influenza A, yes, get that, but the mass and the bacteria and the crippling of the immune system is done by the mass in the isolation. It goes back to HIV AIDS, and I like to tell people to watch the movie The Band Played On from 1993. It's a book called by Randy Schiltz, and the movie has Alan Alda in it. I'm sure you can search and find it. There's another movie, The Dallas Buyers Club. And they yeah. show you all along that we had solutions for, and there was no emergency. And there was no emergency because of the drug sermon. And so then many of us started declaring um, exemption from EUAs and, and proof of God-given immunity, which is what we wrote. And so Bayer Monsanto, who makes the drug sermon, then, then sends out to its employees who ask for a religious exemption this accommodation form. And what they said is your request appears to be principally based on your objection to the use of fetal cell lines in the testing research or development of the COVID-19 vaccines and and or your belief concerning the purity of the body. I mean, take that in, that your belief concerning your purity of your own body. Mm -hmm. The information reported on this form will serve to validate 
not up to you. You're not God. Um, your understanding of the fetal cell line use in common medicines and consumer products. And I just have, they just have, this is a non-exhaustive list. Benadryl, Claritin, um, uh, aspirin, acetaminophen, Malox, ivermectin, ibuprofen, Lipitor, uh, the blood pressure medicines, um, mucinix, Pepto-Bismol, Preparation H. And so it says, please state whether your religious objection uh, is to the vaccine only or applicable to the above medications and other products. Wow, so that's pretty. That's pretty. Is, that's yes, pretty wild. Yeah. So they're telling you that yeah. everything has components of snake venom and i'm just showing you two other publications to the left that shows you the microplastic pollution in commercial salt so we last year you'll remember prop 65 took all of these plastics and all of these toxins out of say your coffee in starbucks well these masks these plastic and paper masks are deadly to your immune system and they're in the water contaminating I, I am Food. Yeah, I am so I, I still don't understand it. And I don't believe these people, but the people that are like, oh, I, I like my mask. It doesn't bother me. I don't understand because this, the, uh, I have it on, you know, for two minutes on a plane over my nose. And I'm, you know, every time I play this game where I just, you know, drop it down every you know second, the, um, you know, uh, stewardess isn't looking. Um, but but I, I can't breathe, you know, and I feel the discomfort immediately in my system. Now, you know, I'm a, I'm a longtime athlete, and so, you know, maybe I'm sensitive to feeling good all the time and getting proper oxygen, but, but it is bizarre that, you know, people bought into this cult and are like, oh, no, I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me. You know, I can wear it all day, you know, and it's like, wait a second. I know it's having an effect on you. I, you know, I, I feel it immediately. The, the numbers after a year in our children, this, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, simply upgraded. Now kids don't talk until they're two and a half instead of two. So it added six months to the development. Yeah. And you will create lifelong psychological diseases and, 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 and in particular lung diseases, including asthma, cancer. I have Barrett's esophagus, people with inflammatory lung diseases like COPD. It will kill you. And it was killing people in the pandemic. It's deadly. It's child abuse. I stop it and is. pray for anybody with one of those. On. I, I I am disgusted when I see like it. You know, and I flew yesterday in from Phoenix, and you know, good. good my estimation is maybe twenty five percent of people are still wearing the masks uh, on the plane or um, in the actual airport. But I am disgusted with the people that have it over their kids' faces because there has been, you know, again, no st statistical danger whatsoever. I mean, virtually zero uh, danger towards kids for COVID-19 or any of these things that have been going around. Um, so to continue to subject your kids to that, um, where there is direct developmental issues that are going on with them. Now, of course, these are the same kids that are just mindlessly on their little devices in front of them, and so it tells me a lot about the the parents. But um, one of the one of the things, and I've shared this anecdote before, but we have a photographer friend, and um, she commented that babies weren't smiling in photography sessions with her anymore because she would smile at them and try to get them to smile 
and their faces were just dead. And so another friend brought their kids in and their little baby was smiling and all happy. And she's like, oh, praise God, you know, I'm getting a kid to smile. And and uh, she shared with us all that, no, it's not happening because these babies are not seeing people smile at them. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody smiles at a baby, you know, see a cute little baby at the grocery store, you know, all that stuff. What is that doing long term to them? It's it's um, it's so psychologically damaging. The most powerful immune suppressive things there are are fear and anger. This is how a baby learns love: is that smile, that yeah. that you know, and the touch. They took us away from the touch, away yeah. from the hug, the distancing. There hugging your grandparents through plastic. There wasn't yeah. anything that wasn't done that Evil. hasn't you know, and and we do see it in 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 our grandkids and. In, in the kids, um, we see the fear. We have to work really hard to to work them back because it's really not their fault. And this is what we do. We and we saw that. That's why I mentioned HIV/AIDS in those movies because you'll remember Philadelphia's story and how um, you know. And I talk about this a lot in the movie because you know they were denying there was any AIDS in in, in our books. I, there was any AIDS in or HIV in Michigan. And, yeah. and I'm I'm with these men as they died. I'm I'm talking to them. Nobody will touch them. And I'm like. Hey, yeah, that's that virus. I, I isolate that every day. Don't worry about it. And it just and and just the joy you give them when you show them your experiment. I was doing my experiments in 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 men in humans. When you show the data and you say, see, when you eat this food, you get a little better. And when you do this, the virus stays dormant. And we appreciate the mechanisms. This is the. Um, a 2014 paper that shows you genetically modified organisms. We appreciate it with glyphosate roundup in our food gmos um the the whole idea that vaccines were only taught um a half a day in medical school and all you're taught is that you're safe and effective and inject these on this schedule and there's no data on the them whatsoever and in this book the great influenza talks about what i show in a cartoon the disease engine oxidative stress yeah. reactive oxygen or nitrogen species this is what happens when you're on a plane above the ozone layer so it stimulates this chronic inflammation and the word flame is in the middle of the disease and this is so the effects of environmental change on zoonosis that means zoo the animal disease so when your animals are sick your food supply is sick and the people eat it and they're the animal viruses end up in your food or milk and all of these genetically modified inserts including these nr um these mrnas with regulatory functions, they create new proteins. Yeah. They activate dormant viruses that your body silence. And this is what Patrick was talking about last night. The whole idea, they create new viruses and bacteria. So the mask has bacteria that, that you literally trap and you're allowing your own God-given immune system to be depleted so that you're endogenous. Endogenous means God-given. We were given everything we need in our skin, in our nose, our ears, all the nasopharyngeal, the mouth, the gut, in order to know the difference. This, this simple principle of immunology is what is me and what is not me. Self 
non-self, and you've got all the weapons. When you when you see how much you've in, we've injected into our children, how much GMOs in the environment, you see how strong our God-given immunity is. Amen. I I was impacted by um, the way Patrick, and again, if you haven't seen that episode, um, you know, watch that one. That's our first part of this three-part series, and I was impacted by what he was talking about, what the technocrats believe. You know, they do believe like they are, you know, they are the great computer programmers and they can, and they've said it, you know, this is the, and we talked about this in the episode, they come out and say that, you know, we're just a, we're just a computer or we're just software or we're just a, you know, set of codes that they're going to unpack and, and essentially rewrite. Right. But they're not God, even if they're pretending to be. So they start to pluck little pieces of our code and change little things. And yeah, they cause mutations and they cause disease and they cause things to spin out of control. And, you know, nature finds a way. Viruses are going to virus. And, you know, all this stuff kind of moves around them because, you know, that is uh, that is, you know, God's wisdom that they're messing with and God's design. They think then, okay, well, we're modifying the world around us, and this is what I've been thinking about since Patrick said it, because it's mm-hmm. beautiful. He goes, okay, they're going to create the you know world 2.0 or our environment 2.0 or our food 2.0, and now they've got to create human 2.0 to live within it, and they think that they're doing you know great work, and they're going to you know reduce the planet down to a you know mm-hmm. billion people or whatever they need to do to essentially you know protect their resources because they they. Don't care about the the little serfs that their feudal kingdom is going to serve or are going to rule over. Right, and you're essentially going to be brain dead because yeah. you've worn that mask and yeah. you've been shot with these things that do modify your behavior. So, and then Reiner was talking about they they use you know public health. Oh well, you can't you can't use a retrovirus, you know, like HIV AIDS. You can't use the HIV. Um, you can't use that in a PCR test. That's why I brought you the Carrie Mullis book. This is fun, a fun read for your next homework assignment. All right. Uh, so um, it's a fun right, you're read. You're red pilling um, me like crazy. But, but so they, after they canceled me, they recreated. So XMRV simply means xenotropic manufactured monkey mouse retrovirus. This would be SARS-CoV-2. It's not a coronavirus. It's a pararetrovirus, and we'll show you that. But they say there in 2008 and 17, you can't use PCR when you're looking at a retrovirus because what happens is your own God-given endogenous viruses know that that's not you. There's one specific called HERBW, and there it only expresses your syncytin gene, that fusogenic protein um, called Sensitin is the Velcro that holds the fertilized embryo into the uterine cell wall. So women and men during their cycle turn it on, fertilized embryo, um, blastocyst, implants, baby gets big enough, enough of mom, of dad's DNA is passing into mom to say that's enough because she'll develop autoimmune and she's suppressed in order not to reject the baby. This is all, you know, it's not simple, but it's known biology. You, and, you did pretty good at putting cookies on the shelf there. I'm so, following, I'm so, tracking. So there you've got, and then the Velcro goes away and the baby's born. And, and, and so now what's happening when you inject um, aborted fetals, fetus cell lines, Sincitin from another baby, either male or female, 
you'll never implant because your body will say, your immune system will say, that's not me. That's opposite. So, and you will attack yourself. Okay. So along those lines, you know, there's been so much like right now, and I've been thinking um, a little bit about this and, you know, again, my very small brain about uh, fertility issues because it mm-hmm. seems to be such a huge thing now mm-hmm. that it's taking, um, you know, men and women longer mm-hmm. to get pregnant. Now, my thought was originally, okay, everybody's waiting so long to get busy, mm-hmm. right? But because um, that was my first thought, and and yet you know all these people are having trouble regularly, mm-hmm. you know, getting babies. Um, so talk a little bit. So that is a direct result Correct. of all of this stuff that we're being bombarded Correct. with. Correct. That is a direct result of this because um, you know in vitro fertilization. Mm-hmm. This really was the first big experimentation. They've been working. We talked about yesterday the Sanger and um, the whole idea of eugenics, which is at the heart yeah. of you know this um, this argument here that you're, we've just renamed and retooled and re. re uh, least upon the world eugenics and the vulnerable populations so this is what a jim thorpe a fabulous obstetrician gynecologist who i just met again a month ago this is the 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 joy really of um i don't live in that isolation canceled world anymore because people are actually talking to me again and and jim thorpe is a fabulous doctor and he's down in gulf breeze pensacola florida area and he's seeing all the abortions so in vitro fertilization what can't you do? Well, you can take the sperm and the egg in the laboratory and and um, and have them develop to uh, to be fertilized. But they can't get beyond 64 cells. That's two to the six, to the power of six divisions. 64 cells is a complete human being. At that point, the blastocyst with the little placenta around it, feeding it, forming it, preserving it, implants by that gene syncytin into the uterine cell wall. They can't do that in a laboratory. So when they tell you they can be God, they can't get beyond 64 cells. They've never made an identical twin by in vitro fertilization. And so this is why God has a sense of humor, because I'm an identical twin, and I've thought about this all my life, and that's the last wow. time I shared with Rob when we were chatting. So something detail. else just occurred to me, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe I'm on to a, um, something here, because if, if, they, if they wreck fertility for the mass of the population through all of this stuff, and then in vitro fertilization and things like that are the only real choices, which has been the case for a lot of these couples, right? Well, right. who is able to do that? Because it's very expensive. It's wealthy people. Mm-hmm. It's people that work for companies that are big and wealthy and will include that in their insurance plans because a lot of insurance plans will not include in vitro fertilization. Mm-hmm. But yet all of these tech companies and all of these big companies that are the masters of the universe or the, you know, or the te- technocrats, they're putting that into their plans for their workers. Correct. But that's kind of a wild a thing. Female uterus. All bets are off. They can't do it. Yeah. They're trying so to So they can't do it us. in a in a test they tube, can't do it. right? They need a woman. Wow. They must have a woman. Yeah, they'd <laughs> like that not to be the case they'd for like sure. They'd like that not to be but, the but, case. But 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 seriously, if you think about that, if they run it for the average person, then they solve part of their problem is okay, we won't have all the undesirables uh, getting pregnant. So mm-hmm. not only are we encouraging them to abort their kids and putting them in putting uh, planned parenthoods 
uh, in urban centers and, you know, promoting that, uh, you know, around uh, amongst the poor and everything else and making it readily available for that. So we're reducing the population there, Mm -hmm. but we're also preventing and, and, you know, inhibiting the fertility of women and only the wealthy then can pay for these more advanced things in order to have kids yeah okay that kind of just blew my mind that's really and so then they control wow that was as as rob gave me or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life that's the other half of darwin's thesis that nobody ever sees and so here what they've constructed in these so-called vaccines and i'm going to tell you it's not just covid Every single vaccine made since 1980 is a GMO, synthetic vaccine. This is the COVID shot. So they put a mouse, monkey, or manufactured synthetic syncytin gene. So it's going to be rejected in the middle of this tripartite virus, which um, Pat was talking about, Dr. Bhakti, and he explained this over in Europe, and so was Reiner. And then you've got HIV GP120, the glycoprotein that is a causative agent for AIDS. And then you've got the SARS um, ACE2 receptor binding domain. And what that makes it is you can catch it by sneezing, coughing, that it's aerosolized in a way that makes it um, contagious like influenza. So it's not a coronavirus. It's a monkey virus originally, came from a monkey cell line called Vero E6, continuously growing since the 90s. I made the clone that produces Ebola. I made the clone in 1992 to 5 in that Fort Detrick biosafety level from USAMRIT. And again, I'm sitting here perfectly healthy 40 years later because I never wore a mask and I never compromised my own immune system. Keep it strong. And I'm, I'm exposed. I'm infected. But I have immunity to them. So, And my own God-given immune system says, eh, it's no big deal. I never even got sick. I never even got a flu-like symptom, which all of these diseases will cause. So they are now injecting calling it a vaccine, and it never was. In fact, no vaccine since all liability was removed in 1986. As we discussed briefly yesterday, then President Ronald Reagan signed the 1986 Vaccine Injury Compensation Act. That's the book... um, that Barbara Lowe Fisher, 1984, A Shot in the Dark, and I'm just delighted that 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 Candace Owen is bringing back um, A Shot in the Dark so people really understand. This started in 1984, and, and this is what Patrick was saying. He walked in in 1980. I walked in in 1980, and we walked through this. And, and this is an, another piece that shows they, they literally weaponized the monkey virus to a human by adapting syncytia, our virus-fused cells. But we have an interferon, interfere with virus infection. It's a sensor on the cells. An interferon will interfere with any virus trying to infect us. And it just puts up antennae saying, nope, we're not letting those in the cell. And so they actually weaponized the monkey virus called SARS-CoV-2 into what they called a vaccine, but was a deadly bioweapon, and they literally enhanced its ability to infect cell-free, so that you, syncytia are how viruses pass through, that's my microscope in, in 2006, big clumps of cells, aren't those tumors, aren't those 
aren't, aren't those um, uh, blood clots? This is what we're seeing the shots cause. And, and again, this is a 2020 paper. They're carrying out our uh, uh, experiments on a vulnerable population, and they know these experiments work because they've done this with vaccines in, and had to compensate them as, as the law, when all liability was removed from pharma, the taxpayer and Health and Human Services, led by um, Health and Human Services' Tony Fauci, were supposed to, the DOJ, were supposed to protect us in something euphemistically called vaccine court. And it's not a court at all because there's no discovery you're not allowed to do anything the vaccine is presumed innocent at all costs and i show you in the next few slides um well this just shows you i i, I show this dizzying array when we talk about monkeypox and all of these things stop it people they can't release it unless you let them inject it even if you've been injected today these viruses are all in China. Every single variant they released, and dozens and dozens, there are hundreds. You can see 762 reads on this form. And the next slide shows you what they say on the bottom is these other retroviruses. Right there, there they are. That xenotropic MULV-related virus called VP62. That's an infectious synthetic clone made and shipped in, in 2005 or so from the Cleveland Clinic, from Case Western, um, around the world, through Harvard. And, and here's, you know, Zheng Li Shi. You know, they made it a long time ago, and I say this because it's not hurting anybody except the most vulnerable, and they know that. And so what my testimony is passionately as what is happening in COVID-19 is premeditated murder and I'm calling it a hate crime against Christians and, and people of other faiths who don't choose um, this this fate. Because here is the book by Anthony Fauci, the real uh, or by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. about the real Anthony Fauci. And what he goes through is that all of these viruses, and he goes through three decades of how. Um, the big business, J&J, &J, the crimes and AIDS, how they drove drugs when there really were simple um, cures. There's bovine blood, there's bird blood, chicken blood, there's egg protein. The, the Vero cell line that's in every polio vaccine is made in the Vero cell line. And they inject that directly into you without cleaning it up. Dog kidney cell lines, insect viruses, you know, all those human cell lines, those have been growing in my laboratories for the entire 40 years. I have a freezer full of them because I save that as evidence for our crimes against humanity. So, you know, what they're afraid of, the big they, the, the, sci the cult of scientism, is that we, the people, will repent and we'll turn 180 degrees, and we won't buy any of their products. We won't buy their food because it's not food. We won't buy any of those so-called medicines and over-the-counter projects where they admitted they were laced with these fetal cell lines containing syncytin, a major component well, of snake venom. Well. It's, it's tough to comprehend, but if people see these books, and it's heavily censored, but when you read Bobby's book, he doesn't even mention XMRV. And that shows you they've been doing it for 30 years. That's how... And so the next few slides show you the injuries. 
Here's a young, two young women. This young woman was from Manhattan Beach, on her way to Stanford as an Olympic athlete, had to get seventh grade vaccines. You don't give a seventh grader anything. They're in puberty. They're growing. You don't want their immune system to go away from growth to fighting a deadly pathogen that you just injected, bypassing your innate immunity. Here she is on the right. I sent that to, to my friend, lawyer Mike Hugo, who also wrote the vaccine court law. And I said, he said, does she have HIV? I said, no, it's Gardasil vaccine. This is AIDS. This is what our kids are looking at. On the right, Lauren after Gardasil, her hair's falling out. Is it Gardasil injury or is it COVID hair loss? And is there a difference if you inject these things in every shot? And then sterility in 25%. We knew Gardasil was the previously the deadliest vaccine. The next slide shows you a, a little boy. This is perhaps the worst. And I, I, I put in the title 1986theact.com because you can find the movie 1986theact that goes through Barbara Lowe Fisher's work, the, the, the shot in the dark and, and all of this, and shows you um, this little boy was injured with hepatitis B vaccine. And it's really important with respect to syncytin because at birth, your methylation patterns reset, meaning your epigenetics, the expression of your genes, because you got to know, you already know what's mom and what's dad. You've developed those all the way through um, the, um, the development of the fetus. Then when they're born, all those groups come off and you say, okay, what does my environment look like? What kind of child? Am I near the equator? How much vitamin D do I need? Because my cell sensors are going to transmit the signal to the nucleus of the same um, signal. So if you, vitamin D, for example, is a good one. If you're from Sweden and you get 50% of sunlight half the year, one molecule of vitamin D from the sun converts, you know, it converts a latent to an active vitamin D. So one molecule um, of vitamin D then is equal to 1,000 as the cell nucleus sees it. This is how God designed us. If you're a little boy of color, um, then one molecule looks like 0 0.001. So you don't, so we all know about vitamin D importance in, in COVID. Well, is, is this monkey pox? Sure looks like it. Yeah. Where'd this picture come from? This was, this was a case we did in, in 2000, about 2015. Um, and we, we put forth the cytokine storm, the disease engine, everything I'm showing you today, except for those, um, except for the sequences in the COVID shots. Um, we put forth all of the, of the evidence yeah. five years ago that says you can fix this with good nutrition and with good supplements. And so the, the but that doesn't make them money. Well, and so the court denied this. They said, no, he's crazy. Um, they, they're just poor people who didn't know how to take care of their kids. He had six healthy sisters. And I'm showing you now um, that our faith is in the promise of science. Our faith isn't in science. This is that little boy um, in kindergarten because the doctor, and this is why we write our last book, A Scholar's Obligation in an Age of Corruption. Scholars like me, Patrick Wood, yeah, uh, Reiner Fulmish, you, um, we're here. We're scholars. We can admit we didn't know everything. We weren't leaning on our own understanding. We made a mistake. This technology, as we talked about technology, where we mix and match and have continuous immortalized, not of God, pig, cow, we heard it all. Now we're going to try to go to humans. And, and our God-given wow. immune system is enough if 
these scholars practicing. This was a doctor at Georgetown. He was on the case with us. They called us idiots, as they always do. But at the end of the day, he was able to take one supplement and give this kid his life back. They didn't want the money. They wanted their boy back, and they got their son back. Wonderful. Yeah, amazing. Well, I am not a scholar, just a knucklehead uh, combat sports athlete uh, co-hosting a podcast, but thank you. Well, um, everybody's but, but, a scholar. Every yeah. parent who says, I know enough not to put a mask, everybody's yeah. a scholar in your community. Well, I, I do have common sense, which, um, you know, God created us, um, you know, as dynamic beings, and I want to trust him before I'm going to trust a, you know, Dr. Fauci who's lied to us for decades. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to trust God before I trust pharmaceutical companies that are, want us to be on permanent subscription plans so they uh, they get wealthy. Because it is the love of money that is driving a lot of this stuff, um, which is a great evil, because they're they're using it to um, enslave us, and that's what we're seeing. And and this theme just keeps coming up in all of these things, you know. Um, and and uh, I love how Patrick Wood talked about the technocracy because that includes. Not just, you know, the the Googles and the Apples and everybody that wants us on all of their subscription plans, but, you know, pharmaceutical companies, you know, all the big box retailers and the Amazons and everybody wants to squeeze out of us, um, you know, every little bit of our lives and make us slaves. I mean, and that's that's what we are seeing every day right now. And I'm just showing you how simple it is with biblical living. That's the whole point of this. That little boy, I mean, we that case went and and we literally got this picture from the doctor. They they did not allow us to talk about vitamin D and talk mm-hmm. about, you know, strengthening immune systems and eating well and getting sleep and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. They not one major media outlet talked mm-hmm. about those things in the combat of this, you know, pandemic here. Mm-hmm. Well, in in Genesis God gave us every spe- each species according to its kind. There's evolution within a species so that we can grow stronger and yeah. better according Amen. to our knowledge. There has never been and never will be evolution between species. It, it hasn't happened. It won't happen. And But at the end of the day, each one of us has, has to stand up and say, speak that yeah. truth well, you in were, love. And you were no talking more. absolute heresy against this uh, new religion of scientism. Although we learned yesterday it wasn't new. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. well, listen, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I think you did a great job of putting the cookies on the lower shelf for us, um, you know, for us smaller brained people, because you are amazing. I'm just, I mean, really, it is just, just biochemistry and just trusting God throughout the entire walk. And, you know, I, I I particularly think of the value of young people because I was probably 25 years old when somebody named Tony Fauci called me on the phone one day when the boss was away. I answered the phone in 1980s. There's a phone and, and I'm being screamed at, and, and the, all of the students, technicians are out in the outer lunchroom having lunch, and they're telling me to give them the HIV paper and the isolate of how we got it so that they could do gain-of-function studies. And they didn't even call it that then. All I knew is it was wrong. No, I wasn't an author on that paper. It was it was unethical, not doing it. We'll have your job. You're fired, and it's like, eh, you know. Yeah. Uh, wow. And 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 it's that's. It. I want the young people to know, the Holy Spirit is alive and well. Yeah. 
don't do it. Just say no, but speak the truth in love because I don't think, I think I swore at them on the phone that day. And I'm learning. I don't think that's always inappropriate. <laughs> uh, I, I endorse that. Maybe Rob wouldn't, but I do. Um, but he's the pastor. Well, there's nothing I can I'm do. I'm just like the that. combat sports athlete. I, I, so, you know, sometimes <laughs> a little combat works. I, I said it. I'm the combat sports good, athlete. Good, I, I love it. it in, uh, I love and, it. And I paid for it because they don't like that. Well, listen, you, um, you need a lot of prayer. And, uh, you know, I want to, I want to, call upon you know our audience for that because you are under so much pressure you know and it it breaks my heart because i've you know seen you you know just get worn out you know in this fight and i just love you so much and i'm so glad you you know came here to share this time with us okay looking forward to seeing you again thank you yeah well let's let's do more it's 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 healing for me wonderful well great job and thank you again all right folks let's uh let's continue here on liberty station to be a threat to the great reset let's not let these dogs and these wicked people do this to us and uh i shouldn't disparage dogs because they're worse than dogs all right anyway thank you so much and uh good night thank you for joining us and uh check out um the other two episodes uh episode one and two that are attached to this all right good night